Chapter Four of Epistolae, the Letters of Dante. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary J. Epistolae, the Letters of Dante by Dante Alighieri. Translated by Paget Toynbee. Epistola Four to the Marquis Moroello Malaspina, circa 1309. Lest the Lord should be ignorant of the bonds of his servant, and of the spontaneity of the affection by which he is governed, and lest reports spread abroad at variance with the facts, which too often are wont to prove seed-beds of false opinion, should proclaim to be guilty of negligence him who is a captive, it has seemed good to me to address to the eyes of your magnificence this present epistle. It befell then that after my departure from the threshold of that court, which I since have so yearned for, wherein, as you often remarked with amaze, I was privileged to be enrolled in the service of liberty. No sooner had I set foot by the streams of the Arno, in all security and heedlessness, than suddenly, woe is me! Like a flash of lightning from on high, a woman appeared, I know not how, in all respects answering to my inclinations, both in character and appearance. Oh, how was I dumbfounded at the sight of her! But my stupefaction gave place before the terror of the thunder that followed. For just as in our everyday experience the thunderclap instantaneously follows the flash, so at the sight of the blaze of this beauty, love, terrible and imperious, straightway laid hold on me. And he, raging like a despot expelled from his fatherland, who returns to his native soil after long exile, slew or expelled or fettered whatsoever within me was opposed to him. He slew, then, that praiseworthy resolve which held me aloof from women and from songs about women, and he pitilessly banished as suspect those unceasing meditations wherein I used to ponder the things of heaven and of earth. And finally, that my soul might never again rebel against him, he fettered my free will, so that it behoves me to turn not whither I will, but whither he wills. Love, therefore, reigns within me, with no restraining influence, and in what manner he rules me, you must inquire from what follows below, outside the limits of this present writing. Canzone. Footnote. Plumter's translation. End footnote. Loves, since tis meet that I should tell my woe, that men may list to me, and show myself with all my manhood gone, grant that I may content and weeping know, so that my grief set free my words may utter, with my sense at one. Thou wilt my death, and I consent thereon, but who will pardon if I lack the art to tell my pain of heart? Who will believe what now doth me constrain? But if from thee fit words for grief are won, grant, O Lord, that, ere my life depart, that cruel fair one may not hear my pain. For of my inward grief were she made wear, sorrow would make her beauteous face less fair. I cannot scape from her, but she will come within my fantasy, more than I can the thought that brings her there. The frenzied soul that brings its own ill home, Painting her faithfully, lovely and stern, Its own doom doth prepare. Then looks on her, and when it filled doth fare, With the great longing springing from mine eyes, Wrath with itself doth rise, That lit the fire where it, poor soul, doth burn. What plea of reason calms the stormy air, When such a tempest whirls o'er inward skies, The grief it cannot hold breaks forth and sighs, from out my lips that others too may learn, And gives mine eyes the tears they truly earn. The image of my fair foe, Which doth stay victorious and proud, And lords it o'er my faculty of will, Desirous of itself, Doth make me stray there where its truth is showed, As like to like, its course directing still, Like snow that seeks the sun, 
so fare I ill. But I am powerless, and I am as they who thither take their way as others bid, where they must fall as dead. When I draw near, a voice mine ears doth fill, which saith, Away, seekest thou his death to see? Then I look out, and search to whom to flee for succour. To this pass I now am led by those bright eyes that baleful lustre shed. What I become when smitten thus, O love, thou canst relate, not I. For thou dost stay to look while I lie dead. And if my soul back to my heart should move, Blind loss of memory hath been with her while she from earth hath fled. When I rise up and see the wound that bled, And cast me down sore smitten by the blow, No comfort can I know to keep me from the shuddering thrill of fear. And then my looks with pallor o'er them spread, Show what that lightning was that laid me low. For, grant it came with sweet smile all aglow, Long time all clouded doth my face appear, Because my spirit gains no safety clear. Thus thou hath brought me, love, to Alpine Vale, Where flows the river bright, Along whose banks thou still o'er me dost reign. Alive or dead thou dost at will assail, Thanks to the fierce keen light, Which flashing opes the way for death's campaign. Alas, for ladies fair I look in vain, Or kindly men to pity my deep woe, if she unheeding go, I have no hope that others' help will send, and she no longer bound to thy domain, cares not, O oh sire, for dart that thou dost throw. Such shield of pride around her breast doth grow, that every dart thereon its course doth end, and thus her heart against them doth defend. Dear mountain song of mine, thou goest thy way, perchance thou Florence see, mine own dear land, that drives me doomed and banned, showing no pity and devoid of love. If thou dost enter there, pass on and say, My lord, no more against you can wage war. There, whence I come, his chains so heavy are that, though thy fierce wrath placable should prove, no longer freedom hath he thence to move. End of Epistola 4